episode 186 above ground podcast dance the night away with gene truella disclaimer the hosts of this podcast will foley and tpp are not medical professionals and this is not medical advice both will and tpp have firsthand experience with mental illness they have their own perspective and own thoughts on mental health challenges above ground podcast was birthed to help those who struggle with their mental health through honest dialogue by speaking openly and sharing tools they foster connection by fostering connection they convey hope with connection and hope we can continue to increase awareness these conversations aim to break down the walls while building stronger foundations for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Coming at you live with real conversations about mental health from the perspective, it's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now your hosts, TPP and Will Foley. Hey, what is up everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. Welcome to 2023. Happy New Year. 2022 is out of here and we are raging right into it uh, nonstop. Here we go. Uh, This week's episode is a 518-based person, uh, Jean Truella, who runs Movement Insights in Malta, New York. Uh, We're going to get to her conversation about why she started her dance therapy movement in a few moments. But first, I wanted to talk to you about one of our favorite new places. And this has become my favorite new place. And that's the Sages Circle in Glenville, New York. This coming Sunday, January 8th at 1 p.m., we are hosting Above Ground Podcast and Sage's Circle is hosting a mental health meetup group at 1 p.m. Tim and I will be there to facilitate. Come on in and we're going to talk about mental health. It'll be a general mental health group. We can talk about whatever everybody wants to talk about, whatever the group comes up with. We'll do a little meditation. And we'll talk about skills, we'll talk about language, we'll talk about emotions, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. So join us at 1 p.m. at the Sages Circle for that mental health meetup group. And also Sunday, February 12th, 2023 at 6 p.m., TPP is doing a discussion and book signing at the Sages Circle for his new book, Never Underestimate the Power of You. As you can see, 2023 seems to be shaping up to be a year of above ground podcast doing stuff at the Sages Circle. So we'll see how that works out. But they're very awesome. It's such an amazing place, man. Uh, it is the premier metaphysical boutique in the capital region. And it is very cool. So go check it out. 443 Saratoga Road, Glenville, New York. Give them a shout out. Give them a give them a call if you need to at 518-369-7018 and that's the sagescircle.com all right right now episode 186 above ground podcast gene truella dance the night away hey what is up everyone welcome to above ground podcast above ground podcast because you can't serve below hey what is up everyone you know who that is you down with tpp yeah you know me what up timmy How's it going this <laughs> fine this fine Sunday fall morning, my friend? How are you? It's uh, chipper, rather chipper. <laughs> rather chipper. That's not something that you usually say. Uh, this morning we are joined by Gene Truella, who is the founder of Movement Insights, uh, located here in Nippertown in Malta, New York. Uh, Movement Insights is an eclectic movement and art studio where she uses her training as a journey dance facilitator to energize and inspire others. 
Jean draws from her vast experience as a corporate exec, her spiritual training, her recovery, community service work, and her lifelong study of intuitive movement. Jean, it is so good to have you here with us this morning. How are you doing? Hi, well, I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me here. It's a cool morning, but uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, movement. Awesome. So I wanted to just jump right in. Um, let's start with what is journey dance and why is dance and movement such an integral part of healing in our healing journey? So journey dance is is one of many forms of conscious movement. You basically turn inward and listen to your own body and the movement starts from within. We let go of our minds, right? We are humans that have minds, bodies, and spirits, and we, we shut down our bodies often. And so journey dance is an hour and a half movement practice where we let the, the body actually lead and we see what happens. We journey through our emotions and our feelings, bringing joy and connection with others. It almost sounds as if it's almost a Reiki-like or like somatic experience in a way, because we do, as we know, that our bodies do hold trauma. We hold trauma in our bodies and we hold all kinds of energy in our bodies. So I could see where movement and conscious movement would help. But can you explain to people what conscious movement is sort of? I mean, I know it sort of sounds, it sort of sounds esoteric and and woo-woo, but yeah. is, what woo-woo. is conscious actually, movement? <laughs> it does sound esoteric and woo-woo, and actually it doesn't, it really isn't, or it, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. In the history, we've always danced. Back 8,000 years ago, they have, um, you know, we found wall printings, cave printings that show people dancing. And people danced in order to, to connect with each other. When you move in rhythm with another person, your body's kind of align and you attune to them emotionally and you feel connected. And in today's world, we've let go of a lot of that connection. So what conscious movement does in all the different forms is it gives us a way to, again, connect with other people. There is... It, it started really with Mary Stark's Winehouse with authentic movement and moved into five rhythms. You know, now I'm practicing journey dance. They're all, they're all different ways for you to, to really let, listen to yourself. Like I said, we basically listen to your own heartbeat. If you get still and you listen internally, then you can imagine somewhere that you want to go and you just start moving in that direction. There's no rules. There's no steps that you need to follow. Um, Almost all of the practices start with an embodiment series where you really connect to the ground. The music is, is really kind of like a drum beat or a native American flute song, something that's really calming and, and, like I said, grounding. People talk about the chakras also. It's the connection to earth. And then it moves into the journey dance, a wonderful thing that we call funky connection, where we basically start playing kind of fun music that you find in a dance club. And we you know, connect eye to eye with people and smile at each other and say, you're amazing. And you say, thank you very much. One of the things also that we don't do in this culture very often is accept when somebody says something nice about us. 
we tend to go, oh, no, no, I'm not that. Well, in journey dance, we practice with our bodies and our, and our faces, and we actually accept those positive emotions from each other. And it's that giving and receiving of that, that positive reinforcement that just is a lot of fun. And so we get the energy going with that kind of fun. And then we move into a part of the dance that is usually evocative emotion where now you've got your, your energy flowing, you've got, you're moving around, you're feeling comfortable with the people in the room, and you can now start to go inward and think about what is it that is happening in your life today? Are you having a loss? Are you beating yourself up? Are you going down rabbit holes? What is it that isn't serving you anymore? And we usually thank that thing. We, we name it in our, you know, with our dance. We dance with it and we thank it and we release it. We say, you helped me. You did what you needed to do for me. You know, the, the things that we, the barriers and the walls we put up actually were there for a purpose. They kept us safe usually when we experienced some trauma in the past, but now they're not helping us. They're not serving us anymore. So the dance in the dance, we let go of those things and we again, release them. You know, once you've released something, you have some space open and you ask for something new to come into your life. What do you want to create out of this, this trauma? And we ask we usually will then dance with scars where we bring in a wonderful beauty into the world and you start to just enjoy something in your life. And again, we're doing this all with people. So you're, you're with, you're in your own experience, but you're also with everyone else doing this experience together. And it's that togetherness that I think also really makes the spark. Um, we end the dance with a, a prayer dance and a heart dance. So it's not religious, it's not, but it is, it is spiritual, at least particularly where I'm doing it, I am connecting to spirit. So like I said, we're, we're whole beings. We have mind, body, and soul. And this allows us to, to connect and to listen to our inner wisdom. So hopefully that sounded a little less woo-woo, yes, uh, a little it actually, more approachable. It actually has a lot more to do with the connection side than I originally thought, you know, because you think, you know, movement, dance, you're, you're thinking more movement and which is still great because, you know, as we know, exercise reduces cortisol and so on and so forth, you know, get rid of the anxiety by movement. So I was kind of on the movement side, but it's, it has a lot to do with the connection. And, you know, you mentioned the Native American flute and I, in my head, when you're telling me about the connection with the dance, and that's the first thing I thought of was Native Americans, you know, they have the big yes. drums going and they're, they're, you know, chanting and they're just kind of almost like, it almost sounds like it's uh, it's unconscious movement, but it yes. or it's conscious movement, but it leads to unconscious movement. Like exactly. letting go, I mean, it's, you know, you, make a conscious effort to movement and think about what you're going to do, almost like setting an intention and then letting go and just movement and and do your thing. Yes. Yes. I, obviously, deep, deeply connected to our tribal history. I, I would assume like this kind of developed out of our search for our search for things that worked for people for many, many 
many years that we've lost in our culture. And you come to this from your lifelong involvement and movement, but you also come to this as a survivor also. And we spoke very briefly about your loss and what that loss entailed for you. Can we get into that a little bit while we have some time before you have to go? Absolutely. So, um, so I've been dancing my whole life, but that's because I, I had some early childhood trauma and some struggles with mental health. I went down, I, I mentioned the, the rabbit holes and the, the self berating. So that it's always been a help for me personally in my journey. I'm a mother of, of two. And unfortunately, one of my children chose to end their life five years ago. And that, I think, really deepened my understanding of how powerful this, um, this kind of work can be. Ty was 21 years old. They were an amazing artist. And you may hear the pronoun they. They were non-binary. So if you can imagine 10 years ago now or 12 years ago now, being a mother of a 12-year-old and hearing that your daughter is not a daughter, but is a they, them, and trying to understand what that meant. And imagining, just imagine yourself there. And also with that child struggling with self-harm and suicidal um, attempts. And it, it really, it was, it was a hard thing to be a mother to that child. Um, Ty, Ty was an amazing soul, as I said, but they struggled. And I was fortunate enough to have the means to help them with a lot of outside help. I was fortunate enough to be aware and awake enough to hear what non-binary meant and to still you know, accept and love my child. And it wasn't enough. Um, it just wasn't enough. And they, I don't know if this, I don't want to blame society or anything else, but but they were taken from from this world five years ago on November 9th. And I was in a journey dance teacher training at the time. I had been, was in like the, the fourth day, you know, the evening of the last day that we were there. And so I was connected with all of these wonderful people and we'd been dancing and sharing and feeling emotions. And I got that horrible call. And I was surrounded by the love and the connection that had, you know, been brought out of these 25 women and well, men and women who had been with me. I just kept dancing. I knew that Ty had left this world when I was in a good, safe space. And I actually used dance as a as a as a real therapy. I went to my doctor and I said, I need to keep dancing. Will you write me a prescription? <laughs> and that's a very I, good doctor that they were willing to do that because a lot of doctors won't. I mean, nowadays doctors don't write you anything, and especially when you request it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I talked to him and I kept saying, you know, I, I did take a little bit of time off of work, so I was able to dance twice a week, and I danced the journey dance on Tuesdays, and which is a more lead dance the way I kind of described it and that you have someone who's facilitating it. And then on Thursdays, I did an ecstatic dance, which is music only, where you just listen to the music and go completely internally to whatever movement happens. And that allowed me to more deeply process the trauma 
of losing my child. And I did that every week. And then when I went back to work, I just said, I need this. I'm fortunate enough that my work would have let me go anyway, but I wouldn't have let myself. I know myself well enough that I needed to have the official prescription that I had to do this, <laughs> but I love it now. And I, and I'm glad that I had that prescription and it kept me dancing. And, and now five years later, I'm, you know, trying to offer this to, to the rest of the community. So you had this, you had your business, your movement, you had that in place already before this tragic event. No, I didn't actually. Oh. I, oh, um, okay. all I, I was taking the training for my own personal, how to deal with being a mother of, of a child who was struggling with mental illness. And I was doing it for myself just to continue my journey of learning about, about movement. Um, it wasn't until the pandemic when there wasn't a place to move, everything shut down, everything shut down and things went online and it was kind of okay, but I needed a place to keep moving. And so I found a little place in Malta Commons, the rent was cheap and I built a dance floor and, and I just decided I'm going to be the spark in this community to bring this healing to others. And that's, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. It's still a a part-time thing for me. I'm still a full-time engineer, manager, executive, and I, I do this um, out of passion, out of love. How did your faith help you get through this? Because I know a lot of people, myself included, would start to question all of that based on your loss and say, why me? Or, or, you know, I don't trust, you know, why did God do this or whatever your view is. And knowing, knowing your background a little bit from our conversations through the email, obviously being where you are right now is very important to you. How did that help you through? Did you, did you lose faith at any time? Or was that the bedrock that kind of allowed you to heal? Yeah, and I don't know, you, you know, your listeners can't see the smile creeping on my face because one of the women in the, the journey dance training who was with me when I got the phone call is an Episcopal priest. And I'm an Episcopalian. I, I chose it. I did not, I wasn't raised it, but I um, chose it. Like I said, I really feel like Ty and God got together and said, how do we how do we have Ty leave this planet, this earth, and keep Jean as supported as she possibly can be? And so this Episcopal priest had her arms around me and the very, you know, within minutes of hearing, I was able to say to her, did I do this? Did God do this to me? Did I, what have, you know, how do I, and I was able to talk through with her a lot of those common questions. And she, you know, was, was able to resolve me of the guilt, like in that instant, which not that, you know, guilt comes back again, of course, but so my faith, I've stayed, I've stayed faithful. Um, I am an Episcopalian. Episcopalians believe that you, you should question and you should always be challenging and thinking through um, things. And so I actually, my, my faith is, is very broad. I believe that um, God speaks to us. And I use the word God. I also use the word higher power. So if your listeners are um, 
you know, are, are upset by the word God. I'm sorry. It's, I, it's I use the term. word unit. I use the word unity. Unity. I yeah. choose unity, unity myself because too. I just, the other word I just don't like, but that's my own personal exactly. thing. <laughs> exactly. So higher power. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I really believe that unity speaks to us the way that we can hear. And unity speaks to us through other people. And so some people hear God through religion. Some people hear God through um, connecting with nature. Some people hear unity through other people. And, you know, I hear the, you know, I, I hear higher power speaking to me through other people often. And I feel spirit speaking to me through movement too. So I stayed very connected. But my connection is, you know, is a is a very broad and inclusive view of of what spirit and God is. Wow, thank you for that description too, because that it does go to show that we can have certain views and then pull in everything else because it's not just one thing that necessarily gets us through. Because I think if we only have one thing is when we start to feel a little bit unconnected. Do you, could you sort of yeah. agree? Do you think you need multiple, agree. multiple? I don't know if you need to have multiple things, but I do know that um, inclusivity, I mean, as we've been, we've been learning a lot, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, you have to be awake and aware and tolerant of others and, and curious, being curious of others. I think we get in trouble when we think we're right and other people are wrong. I think it's, we get, you know, if you could stay curious, it's it's an easier path through this life. That's actually what I'll say, it's an easier path. Um, Curiosity is an easier path because it actually creates connection because if you're curious about exactly. someone, you can actually just start the connection. And it's, and it's interesting to hear different things and find out about different things. But I think a lot of people are stuck in fear too much that they're so afraid to, they're so afraid sometimes to put themselves out there because of you know their their biases or their own their own anxieties themselves and whatnot. Where yeah, dance, yeah, and actually, where I could see a dance class or, or a movement thing, a movement exercise, or what you're doing could very could very much help someone get out of that cycle of of being alone and connect to other people. Right. Thank you for doing this earlier than, um, than I know you normally do, but it's, it's really helpful to me. And yeah, it's and, only, uh, it's only a half hour. It's all good. And I, I can tell just by the look on your face, how this is, how you talk about this and how you are relaying all this to us and sharing this with our listeners that this is super important to you and, and what it provides you. I can tell because I can see the glow on you through the screen I know a lot of people don't like Zoom, but I've you can really connect through a screen if you if you're present enough to do it. So thank you very much. You had mentioned um, in an email or something about how you know sharing our experiences and our tools and you know in order to connect with others in return it it, it can help heal others. And I I think that's you know going even going back to what you said about how you started your own movement. Um, place is that's exactly what Will and I why we did this and we just said let's do it let's just start our own because 
You know what I mean? It's like we could sit in our houses and say, oh, well, geez, you know, point the finger and complain and they need to do this or we, someone needs to speak up. And so or you can just you know what? Let's let's be that voice. Let's be, as you said, let's be that spark in the community, because that's all we can yes. be is a spark. And I think everyone around us, if if they are willing and curious to come, is they, they have that spark as well. So when we connect the sparks that ignites. Yes. Yes. And, and really it's uh, that, that positive feeling is contagious and, and negative feelings are contagious too, but you, they balance each other out so that if you can bring more positive sparks, more connection and listening to one another, it builds on each other and you just are living, you know, I, I want my community to be an open and, and a viable, I don't know, excited but you know, vibrant community. And for me, part of that is movement. I mean, we just, we sit and we stare at computers too much of the time. Screens have taken over and we need to get blood flowing. We need to see each other face to face and, and really look in each other's eyes. And it's a little bit scary, but the nice thing about conscious movement and journey dance is that it it meets the dancer where they are there you can't get it wrong there's not a step that you have to do wherever you are even if all you can do is move your you know sort of rock back and forth that sounds very it sounds very person-centered it sounds like it it is it was developed by someone who had some of the carl rogers person-centered training at some point because it does really does really like you know promote it's about you promote it it, you you know you're as a facilitator it's my job to help people feel comfortable and move from wherever they are in their in their journey and that's just a beautiful thing to witness and you know to promote so thank you for letting me come and talk about this today absolutely the common theme with the connection i just wanted to kind of throw in there that um you know, Will and I both on kind of different um, different avenues. We were part of uh, of a vibrant music scene here in the in the capital region in like the '90s, mid '90s. And I, looking back, you know, when you're in it, you don't realize it. Plus, you're younger, and you you don't you know you don't think about these things. But looking back on it now, it was one of the most treasured times in my life. And I think because of the connection. You know, we had all sorts of walks of life and everyone got along. Everyone looked out for each other. No one cared what color you were, what clothes you wore, nothing. It was everybody just was there for one purpose. And I think we thought that purpose was the music, but I think it was the connection. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and one of the things in my, um, you know, my, my work with recovery is that they say, you know, connection is the opposite of addiction. That's one of my favorite phrases. And it's, I've never it's heard really that before. True. That's great. Oh that yeah. A... Connection is the opposite of addiction. And, and wow. we get isolated. And once you can find that connection and, and fill that, that spirit shaped hole, you're filling it with people and connection. And just to, to go along that theme, uh, we, you know, I looked at in COVID, I, I looked at Multicommons, um, which is this um, old, shopping center area with all of these brick paved ways and and i thought you know this is this is a place where we could have an artist community we could have a healing community 
And so that's my vision is that Malta Commons actually brings in a ton of different artists and healers. There's a yoga studio, Yana Yoga is there. Greater Life Grief Counseling is there. Hannah's Healing and Wellness is there. Where is you, in Malta? Malta is Commons. By, is that the where the, is there a library or like community center? Is that this? No, it's right off of, it's not by the community center. It's right off of um, exit 12. So when you get off exit 12 and turn towards Malta, there's a Panera and um, you go towards Panera. There's, there's a bunch of little shops. And okay. The hotel, there's like a motel and stuff. There's a hotel. There, right? Yep. A hotel right there. And you okay. can walk through those shops and we have, you know, like I said, just a, just a, a burgeoning little community. Of, I have to get healers. over that. That's in my backyard. So it's, I didn't realize yeah. this stuff was there. It was like a wellness and, and a grief thing. And I mean, it's like, yeah, it's right up our yeah, alley. It's, so we it's need- really, it's really awesome. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of open space there. It's really low rent and I, that's where artists congregate, right. It's in the low rent areas and we turn them around. Very so, nice. Yeah. And this spring I'm going to get together with the, in community, the grief life grief, I'm sorry, the greater life grief counseling and Hannah's healing. And I'm, I'm hoping Yana yoga will do it with us as well. And we're going to have a, a uh, workshop in the spring on grief recovery. And uh, well, I'll speaking bring of that, to it. They'll bring other aspects. Speaking of that, I did not mean to cut you off, but I really wanted because I'm looking at the clock. You have on next Saturday, even though this won't come out for a while, but you do have a grief workshop coming up next Saturday. And I saw it on your website. And unfortunately, next Saturday, I have like five things going on. So I cannot get there for this one. Is this something that you do on a regular basis? Yes, or is this I the will. First I, one? I, this is the very first one. Um it's a, and I, I'm inviting, it's it's called Loss, Love, and Renewal. It's going to have, we're going to do both the journey dance, grief recovery, like a grief journey. And we're also going to add an art component to it. Julianne is going to do Kintsu, which is a Japanese art where you, you break apart something and will tear apart um, beautiful hearts. Uh, and then you, you glue them back together with gold after it's broken because we're all broken and we are all that much more beautiful and unique because we're we're put back together in a beautiful way and so that healing is wonderful so i love that i love that thank you so much for sharing that with us it has been amazing to have you on this morning and i so appreciate your time and I'm going to come to one of your Movement Insight classes because as soon as I read the you read your brochure, I said, this is something I need right now currently because I have a lot of stuff going on in my personal life that I could really use to some releases yeah. for. Timmy, it's all on you, my friend. Do you have a favorite or a least favorite word? I, I would say my favorite word is love. And... Uh, it's probably a pretty common one for people to choose as their favorite, but um, but I really believe we spreading love is is one of the things that allows us to connect and and it allows us to heal. And I'm not sure a... I can think of a least favorite one. Let me think of a least favorite one. <laughs> I mean, kind of the opposite, which is hate. I mean, I do. Uh, I really don't like the word hate. Actually, <laughs> that's a good one. 
because it, it's, it breaks us apart from other people and it, and it's very fixed, you know, love is open and inviting and hate is just isolating. And so I'd say that's, that's my least favorite word. What is something about grief that you didn't recognize until your very personal loss? I did not recognize that grief um, actually lasts a lifetime. I did not recognize that. I thought grief was something that you did, I did, and I could get over. But um, I actually heard recently, you know, the, I was asked or was heard that someone was asked about when do I get over the, the grief of my, my loved one's death? And they said, how long will they be dead? It's a simple way of looking at it, but it's true. Grief, and it doesn't mean you can't heal and change and, and actually create beautiful things out of grief, but, um, but the grief is there. And that's acceptance. Acceptance Except is the that, answer. Yes. That's what I was going to say is acceptance, because even asking that question, is just creating more weight on top of that. And like you said, you can't change it, but what you can do is change your relationship to it. And I think yep. that I think that grief is a sign that there was love. Gene's insights, again, we're just very thankful that our paths have crossed and uh, we, got, we got to do this because um, again, sharing tools, sharing stories, these are all guidelines and, and hands to hold for others when, when when they fall upon these tragic and dark times. Yep. So thanks again for, for having me on here. It's really, it's really a pleasure to, to take this next step in my journey. It's all about taking steps, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Getting curious. Movement. It's all about steps. There you go. <laughs> it's all about steps. Yeah, it's all about steps. We've come full circle. Yes. 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 yes it's all about steps and steps create the connection and, uh, and we're here and we did it. And, Again, thank you, and, and I hope that we can, you know, connect in the future with your um, movement classes and and your and the, the grief yeah. and all these other places because, um, you know, we're, again, we're you're trying to, we're trying to do the same thing and just basically help people and let them know that there are tools and um, things out here we can do to decrease the suffering and you know just yeah. make life a little bit more bearable. Yeah. So if people want to join me on my Tuesday, Thursday journeys, I, I do noon journey dance. I'm at my studio, studio suite 10, um, noon Tuesdays, and then Thursday night at 7 PM, I do ecstatic dance. And then Saturday morning at nine 30, I have a journey dance flow that I'll do. So those are my weekly offerings. And then I have workshops and just check my website for those movement insights.com. Thanks. Thanks for and I think we'll, commercial in there. No, yeah. Will. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Before, but we have one last question for you. Will's oh, going to put the, okay. the, the tags for that stuff. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll include everything in my show notes for that. Thank Don't you worry. so much. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. If there was one thing that you could do or that you would like to see done for mental health as a whole without any kind of restraint, what would it be? Research on, on the, um, on the cures, for mental health in the brain, just how, what's happening in the brain, the neurological science, because there is, there's a lot of curative things that can happen now that we understand the reactions that happen with the brain. And I just put the kind of funding into uh, the understanding of the brain. I really think 
we could avoid a lot of the tragedies that we see in this in this world around mental health. So that's that's the one thing I would love to see. Thank you very much for sharing that. That was amazing. Thank you, Gene, very much for being here. Um, it has been a pleasure to connect with you. Um, you will see me at one of your upcoming classes for sure, because I can really, I could really use that right now. And I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say it, but I will do, I will pop on a Hootie and the Blowfish song and and dance around my kitchen yeah. once in a while just because I need to. Sometimes I have, I have, you know, I have those secret pop songs that that make me smile like a like a you know 12 year old sometimes that's what it's all about <laughs> that's what it's all about letting yourself feel yes and and feeling is is very hard <laughs> sometimes yep. you gotta feel it to heal it though that's right you gotta, you gotta feel, feel it to heal it, heal it. name it to tame it there you go yeah <laughs> thank you so much for being here everyone don't forget please go to movementinsights.com and check out her offerings check out jean's offerings her story is amazing we thank her so much for being here timmy another cool connection uh another <laughs> good way to 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 provide hope and connection because that's what this is all about man so it's been awesome i hope you have a wonderful day and thank you until, i hope you do too absolutely and until next time get well be safe stay above thank you for giving us a listen new episodes every wednesday if you listen on apple podcast you can share rate review and even subscribe so you'll never miss an episode other ways to support the show follow us on social media share the content share our episodes you can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash above ground pod for further concerns show ideas or just to say hi you can email us at above ground podcast at gmail once again thank you for listening and supporting mental health keep the conversation going and stay above